Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty back with uh, the one and only Kelly Santer here in the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke at the First Bank Studio in Laurel, where, where Luke, I understand the streets are just torn to Jahibis in back. Is that uh, correct? It is. You can't even drive down Central Avenue here. I'm kind of looking for a Laurel, Mississippi brick out there, and, and uh, of course I'll get permission, but man, those are hard to come by now. But, yeah, the uh, iconic brick streets right now being torn up right in front of me. They are going to put them back down, am I correct? In some form or fashion, we hear, possibly. Yeah, okay. Well, Luke's over there. He managed to get into the First Bank studio uh, in Laurel. We appreciate First Bank. want to thank also Dickie's Barbecue Pit for their sponsorship of the show and remind you about their great food seven days a week. Uh, Kelly loves the uh, soft-served ice cream and cream spinach as a side. Oh, it's the best. That's the only person I've ever known to like that combination. But they serve it seven days a week, and they'll cater your next event. Lee Roberts is going to join us uh, later in the show. Real quickly, Kelly at Bokehoma Casino Thursday with a big guest, Gerald McGrath, right? Yeah, Gerald, uh, former linebacker at Southern Miss and went on to have a good career with the Tennessee Titans, was actually at the game last Saturday. So he, he's very, he must have been really happy. He has a lot of things to say about uh, Southern Miss football. We'll All talk right. with him Thursday. First, we're going to kick off the show with Patrick McGee, not the Patrick McGee you may be thinking. Luke, I'll let you make the introduction. Yeah, our, our good friend Pat McGee, our baseball guru, analyst Wiz, Twitter King, Pat McGee from Hattiesburg, and uh, bringing him on because uh, yes, late yesterday, kind of the first dominoes started falling, and what we've been hearing about Group of Five uh, realignment, uh, Pete Tamil with Yahoo, Chris Vanini with The Athletic, Brett McMurphy uh, with with lots of lots of people, insiders within college football, start is, is putting this out, that the American is going to expand to 14 teams, they will grab... Six Conference USA teams. Uh, that would be Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and uh, and UTSA uh, to go to a 14-team league. That would leave eight teams left in Conference USA. But Pat McGee, Golden Eagle fans shouldn't fear because uh, there's probably going to be another announcement after the Atlantic clears. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the thinking. I think the thinking at this point is that um, – the Sun Belt is going to expand to at least 12. Um, and, th- I mean, the rumors are, uh, just reading uh, some article, Brett McMurphy had m- mentioned it um, as a possibility there earlier, that the top two teams are targeting uh, would be USM and Marshall at this time. Um, but, yeah, the AEC, that was the first domino that had to fall um, just because they have, the um, I guess, the biggest TV contract. So, most schools were probably hoping for the AEC just because of that. But now that the AEC um, has made their move, you start to see some some smoke and possibly uh, some news on the Sunbelt front. Uh, the next, you know, I think the timeline people are thinking maybe the next two or three weeks uh, possibly. So. And 
And specifically, because on Twitter you've been kind of your, your thoughts kind of the same as mine. The American is doing what Conference USA did almost a decade ago, going after replacing media markets with media markets, where the Sun Belt has gone after you know uh, brands and and fan bases. And you and I seem to be in agreement that the Sun Belt is a better landing spot uh, for Southern Miss than the American because of the volatility of of the American right now. I think so. I mean, there is something uh, appealing about, you know, if you're going to try to join the AAC, reuniting with those old rivals like a Memphis, like a Tulane, like an ECU. But from the Sun Belt perspective, uh, it's very, a very regional conference. Um, I mean, you'd probably save quite a bit compared to the AAC in terms of a uh, travel budget. Um, yeah, the, you, you can develop rivalries, you know, with Lafayette and South Al and Troy and those kind of schools. And um, USM just kind of fits the uh, the uh, model of that uh, of the Sun Belt in terms of uh, like a public university, a medium sized public university, and kind of a smaller market uh, with a passionate fan base. Whereas the AAC, like you said, they're going for those bigger markets, the bigger commuter schools um, that are a little, uh, you know, I guess just different than the Sun Belt schools. Now there are, there are then questions. That the the logical next question would be if Conference USA remains viable. Where does it go? And there are reports, as we reported about a month ago, that they would be looking at adding James Madison, which is a natural rival to Old Dominion. They used to be in, in the league together. That, uh, that James Madison would be a potential fit. You know, and then maybe, maybe have to go to you know, the Ohio Valley for a Jacksonville State or... Or something like that. But but the real loser, if all this shakes out, you guys, the way we think it is, and Luke, you and I talked about this a little bit this morning, I think the real loser in this whole deal is going to be La Tech. Because La Tech has been a good rival of Southern Miss, has been a good friend of Southern Miss, but, but the Sun Belt isn't really viable because Monroe and Lafayette are already there. Don't necessarily want you know Tech in there. Um, so I, I, if, if it shakes out to be that way... Well, let me tell you this. Oh, uh, Uh, Liberty was the other one that Conference USA might go after. Well, let me say this. Uh, Southern Miss really needs to get in the Sun Belt Conference, or they're going to be the big loser. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First, you've got to take care of the number one, right? Right. But I'm just saying, if this all shakes out, I I would hate for Louisiana Tech, but say la vie. Sure. Pat, Pat, your your thoughts about if if everything shakes out, Southern Miss Marshall were to end up in the Sun Belt, your thoughts about FIU, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, UTEP, and and Western Kentucky because they're just stuck, and and Western Kentucky specifically because they left the conference to come to Conference USA. Yeah, I think those schools would be in a a bad situation. I mean, like Kelly was saying, you'd have to kind of look at FCS call-ups. Uh, like a James Madison, I mean, James Madison and Liberty, those schools might decide that it's not even worth joining the uh, USA. I think in terms of Liberty, they can put together a fairly decent schedule just as an independent. And then at JMU, they have, you know, they're ready to move up in terms of the budget, the fan base, and facilities. Uh, but they may decide that CUSA is such a train wreck uh, after all the departures that they may not want to join. But, um, yeah, I think in terms of lot tech, they, you know, there's a lot of bad blood between uh, them and uh, ULL and ULM. Uh, and the politics of that kind of makes it difficult for them to um, to possibly join the Sun Belt. 
unless the Sun Belt were to expand to 14 teams, and at that point maybe a La Tech would be in the mix, maybe a Western Kentucky or an Old Dominion. But, yeah, it would be a situation where CUSA, they'd have to be looking at some uh, FCS schools looking to move up like in Eastern Kentucky, like at James Madison, uh, to uh, find a way to stay alive, I guess. Couple more questions, uh, Pat, from from us. So, how did we, from your perspective, how did we get here? How did Conference USA end up like this? Um, and uh, you know, so Southern Miss not in the American. Of course, all of us thinking that there's going to be a you know the option to go to the Sun Belt, or there's going to be an invitation, I should say, to go to the Sun Belt. But I mean, you look up today, Conference USA is going to split in half. How did we get here? Yeah, it's it's been a crazy journey with. Yeah, I guess USA started in the 90s, kind of that, uh, the Metro schools, a couple of those, well, I guess it was a great American conference. Uh, you had Houston in there, and, you know, it grew to be one of the best, um, you know, conferences outside of the then, the BCS. Um, and then you had the first Big East, which is, you know, now the AAC, um, Big East rated uh, Conference USA, and then it just got to be a situation where the Power Five or some of the other conferences rated the Big East. Big East had rated USA, and it just kind of a downstream effect where the bigger conferences were rating the Big East slash AAC, and that forced them to rate USA. And it's gotten to the point where CUSA has been hit so hard that it may not survive. So it was just kind of a you know downstream effect of um, kind of realignment at the top of the sport trickling its way down. Um, toward other parts of FBS. Luke, my answer to that is lack of leadership. Certainly in, agree. In Conference USA. Part of being a leader, forget that it's a conference. If you're a leader of any people, any group, part of being a leader is anticipating a problem down the road and working on that problem to solve it before it becomes a problem. The fact that conference expansion is taking place now is not a new concept. But yet it seems, because there has been no fruit of any labor, yeah. that Conference USA was just willing to sit there and now could risk the entire conference. This thing could go belly up right in front of us, and they just seem to sit there while Rome is burning. And it was it was because uh, lack of leadership, and they tried to come in at the end and try to you know do some little merger, and of course it didn't work out. Pat? Had about 15 seconds left. Give me two teams or three teams if the Sun Belt were to want to expand to 14. Who, who would yeah, you think uh, would possibly West come? Kentucky, James Madison, Old Dominion. Those would be options. I think maybe Liberty, but uh, I would look at Western Kentucky, James Madison, Old Dominion, uh, Liberty, maybe La Tech if they can resolve those uh, problems with ULL and ULM. But those, those teams for sure. All right, Pat McGee, want to thank him for coming on the show. We'll talk more about this conference shakeup when we come back. Got Lee Roberts later on the show as well. Fundraiser for Corky Palmer now up to $14,000. Try to find Melissa Socher before the end of the hour and let her give us a, a live update. Lots to come on the Eagle Hour. Hope you'll stick around. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we're so happy to tell you that the uh, fundraiser for former baseball coach Corky Palmer, now close to $14,000 raised. 
uh, and it's going to go on for a while. So uh, you can just go to Gala Bid online. That's the raffle portal. The keyword is Corky, and uh, you can bid on uh, this beautiful piece of artwork uh, done by Pete Taylor's daughter. I think we've got a Corky Palmer World Series jersey. Uh, a number of things that you can bid on, and uh, every every penny, every penny is going to go to Coach Palmer and his wife. So we want to thank uh, Melissa Sozier for allowing Kelly Sander, the Eagle Hour, to be a part of something that special. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, and we were at her Mississippi Made and More store this past Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a what a way for Mississippi producers and growers and whatever artists to be able to market their their products really no you know just to get the word out that right. mississippi so many talented people it's amazing that's a fantastic store the best coffee you ever drink in your life that that grin coffee yeah, yeah. and if you delicious. and if you ever guys look can we can we in the words of the late joan rivers can we talk guys if you're ever in the, if you just need a happy right for you're a, a receptionist or maybe a co-worker or just anybody that's that's female i know i'm sounding sexist here but all this kind of stuff in there that women love Right. And you, and you don't even have to pick it out yourself. Just tell Melissa, hey, this is who I'm getting it for. This is how much I want to spend. And Melissa and the crew will pick out something perfect for you. I'm telling you, it's the way to go. She picked out a candle for my wife. Wait, was and it my the, wife loved it. Was it the Hattiesburg one? Was it, it the, was, the blue no, it's one? The, it, was the, it's, it smells like the candies. It looks like oh, a okay. bunch of candy put together. Yeah. And got Lauren some soap in the shape of the state of Mississippi and got her some of the Mississippi-made salsa. And like I won, like I won Mr. Universe. I mean, yeah. it was so if you want to make your wife happy, Mississippi made. No Melissa question. can help you out. All right. Gala Bid online is the raffle porter. Gala Bid, G A L A B I D. The keyword is quirky. Please, uh, you know, buy a raffle ticket, buy two, buy three, buy four. We're close to $14,000 now, and uh, we'd love to, we'd love to get $25,000, $30,000 for coaching his. Family. And the winners will be announced uh, the home opening weekend yep. next baseball season in 2022. The opening weekend against North Al, which can't come soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there, Bob. <laughs> Hang in there. Which can't come soon enough. <laughs> well, Walker Powell, we're going to try to get on the program a little bit later on this week. Talk a little Southern Miss baseball. Yeah. All right, uh, guys. Uh, you know this is a crucial moment for Southern Miss athletics i believe yeah somebody asked me this morning they said okay because obviously all this is breaking out on social media this news with the aac and a buddy of mine named Derek said well what's what's going to happen where 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 are we going to end up you know we're just going to are we just going to watch this thing burn i said no i said i i i I really think that we're we meaning southern miss headed to the sunbelt conference you know jeremy mclean has a lot of contacts with the sunbelt he said on this program paraphrasing but thought that that the conference had done a lot in the past two years. The Sunbelt Conference had, had done a lot in the last two years to improve itself greatly, to up its stock, and to make itself more desirable for teams to be. Now, you can read that any way you want, uh, and there has been made clear that there's been no official word one way or the other, but I certainly was led to believe that 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 is where Southern Miss would like to be if it's not already done. Well, that definitely was the sense you and I had when he was on the show here with us, you and I a couple of weeks ago, we definitely had that sense. And not that it matters what we've said on this show in past years, but how long have we been talking about this? Three years, maybe? Maybe well, it's, a, a it's move to the Sun of, Belt? Yeah, the, the, when you started, what, two or three years ago, three years ago, starting to see Sun Belt teams beat Conference USA teams in football, 
head to head. You started saying, "Yeah, the the Sun Belt is passing us by." Then then two years ago, yeah. the Sun Belt had passed us by, and last year, with two teams inside the top twenty, I think to finish the season, you were like, "It officially has." So. Just to just to kind of recap um, and then talk a little about the Sun Belt. So this is what came out. And this is what we were talking about in the first segment. So it looks as if the American Athletic Conference will grab six teams from Conference USA. Now all this happened originally when Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC. The Big Twelve loses two, and so they they want to add four. So they add Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston from the AAC, and then they grab BYU, who's an independent. That creates uh, a hole in the American. So the American, with uh, with eight teams now, they're going to add six Conference USA teams to go to 14. The report is is that Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA will join as soon as possible, as, 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 as soon as 2023 they will possibly begin to play. So that leaves Conference USA with eight schools, FIU, Louisiana Tech, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, UTEP, and Western Kentucky, and it is the the next you know report on that is when when you see this AAC realignment that what comes immediately after that from really every source is is that Marshall and Southern Miss will be invited to go to the Sun Belt and it will move the Sun Belt from ten football teams to twelve football teams. And and here's let's let's just suppose all right let's suppose that happens all right. Let's let's forward to baseball. South Al, Louisiana Lafayette, Southern Miss, Coastal, Appalachian State, Georgia Southern. Let me suggest that in baseball, the Sun Belt would be able to compete with any of the Power Fives in baseball. I agree. Is that a stretch? No, I agree. I, you know, I make no bones about it. I'm a baseball guy, and uh, I get excited at the thought of that. Coastal Carolina playing here year in and year out with Lafayette, that uh, was South Alabama. I just, I, uh, now, I think it would be now, great. now, here's what would even be better. All right, let's suppose that, let's suppose that Tulane says, you know what? This whole AAC thing, this is not what we signed up for. All right, we, we want out. Okay, you know, playing Charlotte and FAU, that's not what we bargained for. We want out. Sunbelt, would you take us? Would that not be cool? Yeah, but here's the here's the rub though. I don't think Southern Miss fans want that. Because Southern Miss fans want East Carolina, Memphis, and Tulane to fill what we felt in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. Southern Miss fans, and, and not to be vindictive, but I mean we got absolutely zero sympathy when we were passed up. And for because I mean, if if you want to look at objectively, it, it, there is a strong case to be made that the American is about to tank because it's about to be Conference USA 2.0. It's going to be a bunch of schools with zero fan bases that are just in media markets. The American is going down the same road that Conference USA did when they when they realigned and had to get teams. And so it's going to be this. this it's basically going to be an elevated version with what we've got. Right. The volatility. Which, the volatility comes in because you can't replace an Orlando, a Cincinnati, and a Houston media market by simply throwing FAU into the into the recipe. And so what's going to happen is because those markets in Conference USA have proved to not be revenue inducing, 
all this money that's looking, they're looking right now, oh, we're going to get five, six, seven million dollars a year. It's not going to be there in a couple years, and the Sun Belt is going to be possibly in the best position to get a better TV deal. I agree, which is exactly why I said if the AAC does go belly up, wouldn't it be cool? This is just my opinion. And whether Tulane felt sympathy for Southern Miss or not, I just know. And well, I'd been, like to have them in the league. And yeah. I've been around a long time to know that we Southern Miss fans show up more in New Orleans than they do in Hattiesburg, which is sad. Right. But when they play Tulane, Southern Miss fans would almost rather play Tulane every year down there. And Kelly, I'll tell you too, before they left, that was the biggest baseball rivalry. They, Tulane had a great team. That was a great baseball rivalry. Yeah, and they're, they're still pretty consistent in yeah, baseball. Yeah. So that would be yet another one yeah. that you'd put into that baseball mix. Well, uh, Jeremy has our phone numbers, and he's welcome to come on any day he'd like to make the announcement. But in all seriousness, I just I, – it worries me a little bit because, uh, you know, Southern Miss has got to make this move now. They will. Or the it's future gonna is just not going to be bright at all. It's going to happen. And and a couple things about the Sunbelt Conference. So 12 member schools, Georgia State, Coastal Carolina, South Alabama, Appalachian State, Georgia Southern, Troy, Texas State, Louisiana – parenthesis Lafayette, Texas Arlington, Arkansas State, Little Rock, and Monroe. So Little Rock and Texas Arlington do not field a football team. The rest of those, so you'd be in a 12 with with Marshall and Southern Miss coming over. You'd be in a 14-team basketball league, 14-team baseball league, 12-team football league. And shoot, if they wanted to go to 14 football, I mean, go after Liberty. I know it's Virginia, but go after Liberty. Uh, and I, I, you know, we just were kind of tossing around who the uh, the other team might be, the 14th. But man, if they keep it at 12, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't want to throw a charitable bone to somebody just to pull them back in a conference. You know, you're talking or, about Tulane or whoever it would be, whether it's East Carolina or Memphis or or whatever. The reason those teams have had the success that they've had is because they were a step up in a conference with us. So you're saying they've made their bed, they got to lie in it now. Essentially, it's not totally their fault that Southern Miss isn't in the American. I, I get that, but I want to be in a conference on the rise with no one else really attached to us other than those other schools. All right, so that makes sense. Lots to talk about. I'm sure this is not the last of this conversation we'll have. Melissa Sosha, I found her. She is going to join us uh, later in the show. We're going to update that raffle. Uh, just confirmed with Scott Berry that you'll be at the tournament on the 29th, Kelly Center. Looking forward to it. And uh, all, all kinds of good stuff coming up on the Eagle Hour, including Lee Roberts, who's next. We're going to talk, uh, well, we're going to talk about that UAB game. He's thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on this Tuesday. Third segment brought to you by Four Street. They had hamburger steak, cheesy cauliflower, rice and gravy, and a roll today. Major League Baseball playoffs going on today. Four o'clock, Braves and Dodgers. And then the doubleheader Astros and Boston at 7 o'clock. 
Uh, you can come get some nachos all at 4th Street and, of course, trivia tomorrow. And uh, Kelly already knows all the answers even before they will ask them. But 4th Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And downtown Laurel, which is beautiful, but it is torn up right now. Lee Roberts joins us, as he does every single Tuesday. Lee, we've been talking uh, about possible realignment coming out within Conference USA and and the, the possibility of Southern Miss going to the Sun Belt. But let's let's talk about uh, Southern Miss's game against UAB. Just call it what it is. It was a dismal offensive performance, 107 yards. And the uh, game was going well until kind of early second quarter, really the, the uh, Eagles down 10 nothing, and then the, the punt block return for a touchdown. That really kind of uh, I, f- I felt like was uh, was the end of the football game, and as, as it happened so many times. Your overall take o- takeaway of the game on Saturday? You know, I'm, I'm like you, Luke. I, I feel like the the pump block was a big turn in that game. Um, you know, we give up three points in the in the first quarter. I felt like, hey, we're we're in this thing, and I knew that if we could be in it, we'd have a chance at the end, end of the game. And obviously, UAB, you know. We're able to couple put together a couple scoring drives, and of course that uh, that pump block was you know Coach Will Hall said after the game he just said that you know missed assignments and it just seemed like that's the way it's been all year long, you know I'm sure not every team in the country when they have a missed assignment gets gets burned or gets beat, but it seemed like Southern Miss when we're not in the right place or doing the right thing just nothing uh, goes right for us and. Um, you know, again, football can be that sport where you got to have eleven guys working together, and if one guy takes a playoff, that's the guy that gives that is the one that gets the sack, or that's the guy that puts the the helmet on the football to get the fumble, or uh, or, or what have you. It's just it's just been one of those years, uh, a tough year. You know, but but promising. I mean, again, UAB may have kind of taken some you know foot off the gas, if you will, that second half, but you know. Didn't uh, didn't give up but three points in the third quarter and and no score in this in this fourth quarter. So again, defense continues to play pretty well. But when you get down, you know, thirty-one to nothing at the half, it is tough to overcome. Lee, uh, what what do you do at this point if if you're if you're the head coach of the football team? Do you just try to it is try to you know promote the next week? Get the kids uh, ready to play one game at a time. Tell them to relax, enjoy themselves. But how do you make something positive out of this? Which I think is, I think it's important to have something positive happen between now and the end of the season. Well, the, the positive right now, obviously, is this week off. I think, uh, I think they needed they needed a break. Um, and really, a, a lot will be told about this team is how can they come back after this break? Again, I, I don't expect it to be a turn of the season. You know, but I think they can come back this week, this uh, after this week off, and play a Middle Tennessee team, and you know, possibly go get a win. And you go get a win, and you start to try to have a little bit of confidence. So I think that's the biggest thing you've got to tell the kids right now is, hey, they're practicing twice this week, and get your legs back underneath you. But re- be ready to go next week like like none ever. And uh, and I think Coach Hall, I mean, he's continued to try to build these guys up. You know, instill confidence in them. He still believes in himself, but I know he's he's frustrated by all stretch of the imagination. But and, and, uh, it, it's and the fictitious bridge that we talk about jumping off of. You, you have to remember too that Larry Fedora's start was very very slow. Todd Munkin had a slower start than Will Hall is having, but the personnel they did they just continue to drop like flies injury wise. They are just 
decimated seemingly all over the place. Lee Roberts, I have a set of plastic glasses with, with, the, with the mustache and the plastic nose. Could, could we get a quarterback named Robert Lee that could maybe step in there and, and, and fill in? You know, I mean, it's, it's almost to that point. Yeah. I mean, if you don't laugh, you'll cry about it. But, I mean, they're just right. falling all over the Lee place. should have a COVID year. I would think so. I think you should get one. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it is. it is, And I'm glad we can laugh about it. it. It is a very, very awkward year as far as quarterback play goes and, and injury. I mean, you, your third starter gets his ankle hurt. You bring in Chandler Pittman. You get to see T. Webb finally for the first time. But, but still, I mean, as an offensive lineman, you know, every quarterback is different. Every quarterback's drop depth is different. His cadence is different. And you can start to see all that happening. I mean, uh, with, with the offsides penalty, the false starts penalties, it, just everything offensively is, is impacted. And then, of course, defensively, I mean, they know they're trying to play their tails off. And, you know, they look across the way and you've got, you know, your fifth string quarterback is now injured. And you've got Chandler Pittman, who's a super back in there, trying to run the offense taking nothing away from Chandler Pittman. He's going to be a great, great player. It's just, that wasn't the position he was, was coming to play at Southern Miss. I mean, he's an athlete. He's going to make things happen, but uh, Coach Hall is just trying to get something going offensively, and uh, we, we definitely got to have some play there regardless who's behind center. And you were talking about positivity, Bob. I mean, North Texas is not a very good football team. Right. Florida International, I mean, Butch Davis has already checked out, right? I mean, those are winnable. Well, I think you're right. You know, yeah. if, if if you can just, like you say, just, just get – Todd Munkin didn't win. You know, that losing streak wasn't stopped until the absolute last game of that second year, remember? Right. right. And then they went right. off and did great things. So let's yeah. just keep everything in perspective here. Lee, have you ever seen a team – I just can't recall ever seeing a Southern Miss team have this many quarterbacks injured. No, I mean, you know, since I've been doing the broadcast, it's my seventh year. It seems like every year we've had a quarterback injury, but this year, man, wow, and, and all to be lower extremity injuries too. And uh, just, it's just a, it's a tough, tough deal. I mean, I just, I feel for each one of those guys. I feel for that offense. I feel for that team because you just, you really just cannot get anything going. I mean, no momentum going when you have so many quarterbacks injured and not knowing who's even behind center and. Uh, again, not taking anything away from Jake Smithart, but the poor guy two weeks ago was he was coaching football rather than playing football, and um, you know he was one snap Saturday away from being inserted into the <laughs> game as well. So not you, you never know what's going to happen. That's not good. Yeah, the fifty-fifty raffle tickets. Now the winner gets to start next week. You know, <laughs> if if they want to. Luke, what you got for Lee? Yeah, I, I guess Lee, and, and uh, when we look at it, so. The, the offensive performance, ask Keith Hinton this yesterday, is is it a combination of the fact of you're running an entirely different offense? And what I mean is a, a you know traditional loose spread versus power spread. So your linemen are, are more uh, accustomed to blocking, not, not having to uh, block as this offense demands it. Are we at the place in the offseason where maybe Will Hall does need to go out and get an offensive coordinator where he can – you know, be more uh, of a manager. I know it is his offense. I, I guess by default you should say let hit, let him get his people to run his offense so that he can call plays for his offense. Uh, but do you think, you know, it's viable for him to remain the, the play caller or the, quote, offensive coordinator going forward? You know, I think so. Um, I, I know he's, that's what he's done everywhere. He's been a head coach, and he's, and he's been successful. Um, obviously, on the FBS level, he's, he's never 
been there. If, if, if that's the difference, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, you know, and, and really all that he, all that he misses. I mean, I know Austin Armstrong's doing an unbelievable job and they, and they meet. Um, but obviously Austin runs the defense. So when the offense comes off the field, Will does go over to the sideline to talk to, to the offense before he gets back out there as the head coach. That's really the only thing that, that he misses. But, um, you know, I, I just think that's part of him. That's what he wants to do, and I think that's what he'll continue. So, off week. Um, what, what do you do on an off week, Lee? I mean, I mean, is there you know seventy two rounds of golf to play? I mean, what, how are you going to spend your Saturday? You talking about me personally? Yes. I, I think I'm gonna be watching some basketball. So <laughs> I've got I watch some <laughs> some football as well. But uh, basketball season starts this weekend for one of my high school boys so i think that's what i'll be doing um you know and, and to enjoy the, myself we didn't want to bring up the fact that you are a, a father of a, of a college basketball player lee we still consider you a very young man here on the eagle hour just wanted to let hey, you know that hey i i am a very young man it's hard to believe i've been removed from southern miss for you know almost 25 years now but we, we won't go there luke so thanks for bringing that up hey, you're not as old as bob and kelly so no. take heart in that hey one. real quickly lee yeah. uh how difficult is it to to be a father in the stands now watching your your kids play uh, as opposed to being on the field playing what makes you more nervous you know I, i'll say i'll say i am a little more nervous i i want them to to be successful um but obviously you know, they're the ones that are at practice. They're the ones doing the things that they do. And, you know, they're, they're far better basketball players than I ever was or I ever thought about being. You know, basketball was that sport that, for me, I played in high school until my sophomore year and had to give it up because it ran into baseball. So, um, you know, I, I, I love basketball. It's actually one of my favorite sports to watch. And I'm excited that they're getting to play it. And, you know, so I've got one in high school, one in college. And, It'll, uh, it'll help keep me in that game as well. I there guess. you go. Well, you enjoy it, Lee. We appreciate you, man. We look forward to having you next week on the show. Hey, sounds good. Appreciate you guys. All right. Lee Roberts, everybody. When we come back, we're going to find my found Melissa Socher, and she's going to give us an update on the Corky Palmer raffle and how you can be a part of that right after this. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Lee Roberts for coming on the Eagle Hour. Every week we're kind of afraid he's going to call us and check out, but now he continues to come on, and uh, and we appreciate that very much. All right, I got the, I have a very special person on the phone with us right now, and uh, yeah, she's a, such, a, such a wonderful person to start what she has. And uh, Melissa Socher, Mississippi Made and More, uh, is the person that started this uh, raffle for Coach Corky Palmer. And, uh, you know, Melissa, I was really excited when you contacted me about uh, coming on board and, and getting the show involved. And I, and I knew this, Melissa, from my business uh, experiences with you, that this would be full steam ahead when it started. And, uh, man, oh, man, almost $14,000 already? 
That's right. That's right. We've been at it just a little over a week. And, um, Bob, back to you, um, you know, taking the call, you know, us Southern Miss, you know, our community, we just take care of it, each other, and that's just what we do. And you were a first thought and super talk. Um, you know, I knew that y'all could take this thing by the horns and help us grow it together. We, we've all just done a wonderful job. I'm so proud of everyone that's taken part. Now, it's 14000 now right at it, but we've got plenty of time because we're going to carry this through to the opening day of baseball. Is that correct? Right. We have a little over three months left. Um, very suiting that we'll have the, the raffle drawing on the opening day of college baseball at Pete Taylor Park on February the 18th. What's, do we have a goal, or, or is the sky just the, the goal? You know, I've been asked that many times, and it's really hard to put a number on it. Um, what we would like to see happen is to raise enough money um, so that Coach Palmer could, you know, get the private nurses that he needs to be able to go home um, and all of the, you know, equipment and things that go along with that. We would love to be able to afford him a his own personal van um, with everything needed so that, hey, you know, let's get him out to the park. Let's get him to a baseball game. Let's get him up in one of the suites, get him everything he needs. Um, let's get him to a game. Let's help him build his mental state. Um, you know, when we're down, 50% of it's in our mind and, you know, has to do with our mentality and our mental health. And I just think that there's a lot of things that this money raised could do for him to help him mentally and physically. Okay, Melissa, how can people buy raffle tickets? Online, you go to Galabia, G-A-L-A-B-I-D dot com, and just type in keyword Corky, Corky Palmer. Um, You can buy raffle tickets there for $20 a piece. There's no minimum ticket order or maximum. You can also make a direct donation at Galabid.com. You can come in my store, Mississippi Made and More, on Hardy Street behind Chesterfields. You can make a direct donation or purchase physical raffle tickets. Or you can go in the first bank, any location, and just tell them you want to make a donation to Corky Palmer Medical Expenses, and they'll be glad to help you. So will you come on every week and give us an update as we proceed through this? I would love to come on every week and give you an update. It's okay. just... It's almost been tearfully overwhelming, um, the support that we've had. We have formal, former ball players come in the store, buying raffle tickets. They share stories. Um, we had one gentleman drive up from Mandeville last week to make a donation. It's, it's just been wonderful, and it just speaks volumes of the legacy that Coach Palmer has left and the, you know, the things that he's implemented over there at Southern, um, that those guys are um, – you know, every day they're they're using things and facilities that he helped build, um, right. and just the things that he he did. Um, you know, it'll just go on forever. And so, no, there's no goal. Okay. <laughs> how do you how do you put a you know right. a number no, on right. somebody like him? You can't. You're the best, Melissa. We really appreciate uh, you letting us be Thank a part you, of this, Bob. and uh, we'll be in I touch with you everywhere. Okay, thanks. Thank you. This is like the Jerry Lewis telethon almost. Let's go to the tote board. (laughs) (laughs) What the world needs now. Thank you, Melissa. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. Melissa Socher, everybody. Mississippi made a more buy raffle ticket today, please. All right, a minute left. We have some news from football. Luke, some late breaking news. Yeah, Trevor Ritchie from Big Gold Nation reporting what 
kind of the undercurrent was the, the last uh, few hours last night into this morning. So Chandler Pittman, of course, the sensational freshman who was uh, the, the 3A player of the, of the year last year for McGee High School. You've seen him in the, the, the kind of the Wildcat offense, and he's, he's scored a couple touchdowns receiving this year. He is out on a, quote, lower extremity injury, possibly a knee uh, he injured that against UAB. He is out for the season. Ty Keys also will redshirt. He'll be cleared one to two weeks after the season. Trey Lowe will not be cleared until late into the spring semester. And Pittman will likely only be cleared for non-contact going into the spring. When it rains, it pours, gentlemen. So the uh, SAEs and the Teaks will be uh, the offensive and defensive line. <laughs> to raffle that, that for that recruiting, too. I mean, yeah, that that recruiting they were talking about—they're at the intramural fields right now, yeah, trying to, yeah. to grab a couple guys that can run and throw. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I just—it's just, unbelievable. Yeah, How about the Cajun cannon, Bobby, Bobby Abear. He might still have a, a COVID year left in him. Norm Sneed, <laughs> Sonny Jurgens, Sonny Jurgens. There you go. <laughs> He can throw that old wounded duck uh, out there, can't he? Exactly right. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Talk Mississippi Media Production.